Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of What the Heck is Crypto. It's been another crazy week in the crypto markets. Last week, we were uh, looking at a huge gain in uh, the majors. Bitcoin, ETH had gone on a tear. ETH especially has cooled down a little bit this week. Seems to be consolidating around $1,600 today, Thursday, January 26th. In the meantime, a lot of altcoins have been uh, absolutely ripping as Bitcoin and, and, and Ethereum have taken a breather. Matic having a huge day today, uh, up 11%, little over $1.10 right now. We, uh, we talked about Matic a few weeks ago as a potential coin you might want to have some, some exposure to if you're looking to um, you know, get some broad-based exposure to the NFT market. You want to have some exposure to NFT infrastructure, um, but you don't necessarily want to go around in sifting through uh, the, the the piles of JPEGs to to invest that way. Another way you can get some exposure to NFTs, uh, I actually made a, a bit of an investment uh, yesterday in the Flow blockchain. Flow is responsible for some uh, huge projects like uh, NBA Top Shots, if you recall, uh, a couple uh, couple years ago during the last bull run. This for me is more of a, a trade chart looks pretty good to me. I like to buy altcoins, you know, when they have just died for a, a very, very long time and then sort of, you know, come back and reclaim some some critical support. I think Flow's kind of done that for me. I don't really know about the fundamentals of this coin, to to be honest. They seem to be, uh, I, I don't know, the execution is is, is weird in, in, in a lot of instances. And I, I, I don't know if this is going to be something I hold a year from now, but, uh, you know, trying to get uh, look for good spots to to kind of participate in what I see as being a uh, temporary uh, mini bull run, echo bubble, Goldilocks, wh- whatever you want to call it. I mean, I think we have a, a solid one to four month window here for all of risk assets until, uh, you know, we potentially have a, a change in the tides of inflation or a credit event or some sort of recession becomes imminent on, on, on the horizon. But for now, I'm definitely enjoying the party. Also in the NFT space, uh, I don't know if we've ever talked about this before, but uh, another coin I've been hanging on to for a while is is Magic. Magic is the token of a project called, uh, well, you can go to Treasure LOL, <laughs> yeah, Treasure.LOL if you want to check it out. Project on Arbitrum, uh, interesting to me for like a kind of tiny little uh, YOLO bag because this is sort of like another, you know, platform play, uh, especially in the, the, the NFT kind of gaming um, metaverse place. Uh, people are building... Uh, games on top of the treasure ecosystem uh, value will accrue to the magic token. You don't have to pick individual games. You're just sort of betting on this ecosystem being a thing. You're also betting on on uh, Arbitrum. Arbitrum is a, a layer two built on top of Ethereum. My favorite layer two ecosystem. I'm pretty bullish on Arbitrum in general. So I have been building a portfolio of uh, coins that are part of the Arbitrum ecosystem. There is no Arbitrum token yet, although that will probably be airdropped uh, at, at some point this year. I think they've already done the airdrop for this, if I'm not mistaken. But just in case they haven't, if you if you play around on Arbitrum, you, you do some swaps, you use some protocols, maybe they open it back up. Maybe they give you an airdrop uh, later this year. Can't uh, can't hurt the try if you want to play around there. But yeah, other stuff in the Arbitrum ecosystem, I've got my eye on. I've got a, a little bag of of GMX, which um, wasn't super bullish on a couple of months ago. I thought it was a, a, a bit overhyped. Um, we had FTX go down. People were looking for places to trade. Uh, crypto is selling off hard. So there was a lot of volume. And I think people were uh, 
projecting uh, unrealistic vo volume projections out into uh, the near future there. Um, but things have calmed down a little bit. I, I, I think GMX is probably the, the most uh, kind of blue chippy type uh, protocol you're going to find on Arbitrum right now. So I think it's like an interesting bet as a part of your, uh, your, your Arbitrum portfolio. I, I think there's still some unknown black swan risk with GMX. It's not something I would put a lot of money into. Completely new sort of DEX trading model that hasn't really been stress tested, I think, in bull markets. Not sure how much their model scales, but yeah, it's worth it's worth a little bit of a shot. The, the other interesting thing that's that's happening uh, with GMX is that um, they have this asset called GLP. It's basically like the liquidity for the entire trading platform. Uh, you can deposit uh, Bitcoin in it, Ethereum in it, uh, stable coins, uni uh, Uniswap, Link, uh, you name it. It's basically a pool of 50% crypto tokens, 50% uh, stable coins. And the interesting thing about GLP is that it's, it's like a way to hold sort of half long exposure to crypto, but also earn a pretty good yield on top of it. Like last I checked, I think GLP was uh, yielding about uh, 15, 16, 17%. So interesting way to be in crypto, to not be exposed to a ton of the volatility and kind of get some, get some APR on top of that. Uh, and because this is such an interesting asset, I think currently it's about $450 million or so uh, of value is locked in, in GLP. People are starting to, to build uh, other protocols on, on top of, of GLP. For, for example, um, you might want to harvest the yield from GLP. Uh, maybe, but, but maybe you don't want to take a directional bet on crypto, you know? So normally you might put 50% Bitcoin and Ethereum and 50% stable coins uh, in this pool and you'd earn a yield. But if Bitcoin price goes down 50%, you know, you're going to lose roughly 25% value in the pool because that pool is half crypto. Uh, so people have experimented with ways to um, be in the pool and not have any uh, long or short exposure. An example of a way you might do this is say you have, have, have $10,000 you want to put in the pool. Well, you may put $5,000 of Bitcoin in, you may put $5,000 of USDC stablecoin in, and then you may short $5,000 of Bitcoin and uh, basically sort of create a pseudo delta neutral position for yourself. So you're not really exposed to a ton of upside or downside, and you're going to collect a yield doing that. Now, this particular strategy has like its own sets of issues. I don't want to go into it too much on this program because I don't want to, I don't want your eyes glazing over and to, to completely lose you. But the, the, the TLDR on this is that it's very difficult for a normal person to invest in the GMX's GLP to earn that yield and not be exposed to a lot of directional movement. So protocols have come out of the works that are building on top of this pool and offering investors a way to basically collect a pseudo stable delta neutral yield and to have the process of hedging that position automated for them. Couple, couple noteworthy, I think. Uh, one is a really tiny project called uh, Jones Dow. Uh, I, I think they're launching their uh, GLP-based stablecoin uh, at the end of this week. So I have a little, I've had a little bit of a very tiny bag in there. You know, I, I consider these things to kind of be like uh, lotto tickets for the most part, a very small percentage of my portfolio. Another project that I've been following for a long time um, since they came out really last spring, uh, one of the best performing coins like uh, it versus Ethereum actually over the last year, not a lot of people have heard about it. It's called uh, Umami Finance. And 
And Umami is sort of setting out to basically build protocols that allow you to sort of automate investment strategies in DeFi and to do so in a way that also bridges the gap, allowing institutions to come in and invest in these things, offering you know services like insurance and, and, and other things that institutions need. Uh, their first product is coming out in, in March. It, it is a vault that is built on top of uh, GMX's GLP. So you'll be able to uh, deposit you know, a, basically a stable coins into it or whatever and, and earn like a, a, a yield, you know, possibly, possibly a double digit uh, yield without having any uh, directional uh, exposure because it automates a, a hedging strategy for you. So I've got a small little bag of umami that I've been kind of acquiring. Uh, what else have I got on Arbitrum? I've got a uh, Premia Binance in my Arbitrum bag. Uh, this is a kind of an interesting options protocol. I, I do think options are a really cool use case for DeFi that I am pretty bullish on long term. But I, I think there's a lot of engineering uh, challenges in the in the short run. I don't think this is necessarily going to be like an overnight uh, sensation here. But options in nature, they're just so mathematical. And the strategies to execute things like, you know, butterfly spreads or whatever sort of bull call spreads are, you know, there's so many ways you can combine options and, and craft strategies. And to do so is very overwhelming for like a normal person. Like there's nobody who's kind of sitting around, you know, passively investing their paycheck in, in, in option strategies. But, but with smart contracts and, and DeFi, like we have the ability to automate complex strategies um, to the point where you can sort of just deposit Ethereum or deposit a stablecoin and have some of these uh, protocols like execute these things for you over time. So I think it's like a really interesting, exciting space. Also, it's very hard as like a US citizen to get access to options for your crypto. Like options are just useful for, for, for hedging strategies or even to just kind of go leverage long or leverage short, whatever you name it. And like, we don't have access to that in the United States because of regulatory issues. But through DeFi, you can kind of access uh, Ethereum, Bitcoin, and, and, and even some other coins, uh, you know, put call options through, through Premia and uh, through another protocol that is another small bag I have in my uh, Arbitrum investment portfolio, and that is Dopex. Uh, Dopex, uh, another options protocol. It's been uh, DPX. This is another chart that I, I really like. Like I said before, when I, when I think about investing in altcoins, like it's to me uh, kind of once every sort of four years type thing, generally speaking, these things are very nasty if you, if you accumulate them uh, at the wrong time, but they can be uh, you know, just absolute, complete, you know, thousand X lottery tickets if you, if you, if you execute this well. Um, Dopex is a very good example of this. Like this. We're talking about a token here that blew off to... Uh, $4,200 uh, at the peak of the uh, bull run. It, 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 this, this token kind of launched at the end of the bull run, had a very quick run up to $4,200. It then just absolutely died, bottomed out in the summer down uh, 97% at, at 111 bucks. 97% kind of seems to be like a really, really magic number actually for, um, you know, kind of early stage altcoins that explode. I think Ethereum went down a little over 97%. I think Solana went down a little over 97%. Uh, ADA went down nearly, uh, nearly 99%. I think it's uh, its first cycle. Maybe it was like 98 and a half. You'll have to fact check me on that. But yeah, if you can kind of get some of these things that maybe have long-term value after everybody's just sort of capitulated and sold, this is the type of chart that I'm, I'm looking for when I, when I want to buy alt. So if you, if you have the ability, um, oh, by the way, hack for you. If you want to chart some of these kind of 
smaller coins I'm talking about that don't necessarily trade on Coinbase, like their Ethereum tokens that you're going to buy on a DEX, like SushiSwap uh, or Uniswap, uh, check out DEXScreener.com. DEXScreener.com. I, I use this to chart all of my um, kind of smaller on-chain tokens that I'm not buying on exchanges. Um, so if you go to DEXScreener.com, you can pull up uh, the DOPEX chart, DPX, uh, WETH, on SushiSwap, and, and, and you will see that this thing has basically been going sideways for 261 days at this point. So this is what you want to look for when you want to get into an all. Like, so we got 261 days of sideways accumulation, and we are looking at very steadily like higher highs here over the course of that, at least like the last 200 days or so, right? This thing is just gradually climbing higher and higher and higher. So we're sitting at about 300 bucks right now. I think I accumulated some around $200. This is a good risk reward, right? Because if we kind of go to hell again, maybe we trade back to the end of the range. Yeah, you lose 50% of your investment. That sucks. That's why you don't put a lot of money in these. It's better than losing 97%, which is why you buy towards the bottom. Um, but you can kind of stomach negative 50% on, on an altcoin with like a small allocation. Um, on the upside, like if we go back to the highs, and I'm not saying we'll do this, but that would be a 1,300% gain. So 50% down and 1,300% up. That's like the risk reward you want to be looking for when you, when you get into these uh, altcoins. And I think even like a modest kind of gain here, just to sort of like the uh, bottom of the previous bull market range lows, you're still looking at, you know, 200% uh, from these prices. Like this is like a really um, beat up token. I think this, uh, I, I think everything on Arbitrum really has like a lot going for it because I, I do think that later on this year, you are going to see the Arbitrum token released. You're going, you, you've been steadily seeing more and more and more uh, TVL total value locked where money coming into Arbitrum. So if the ecosystem sort of catches fire, uh, as the, if the L2 trade catches fire, as I, I th think it definitely is going to at some point uh, in the next year, everything in this ecosystem is, is, is going to pump like pretty hard. And when you're talking about coins like this, that, uh, you know, Dopex is $70 million market cap, Umami is like a $27 million market cap. Like these are really small market caps. So they will pump very, very, very hard if this ecosystem trade happens, if uh, TradFi you know, doesn't just completely nuke and, and, and send us all to, to Hades again, because that's always a risk that you have to keep in mind when you're when you're playing with the uh, the high beta uh, crypto trades like we are subject to uh, stocks. So once again, not 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 going to hell, which is which is always a possibility or, you know, Russia doing something in Ukraine, always a possibility. So make sure you size your positions carefully if you're going to invest in this uh, kind of um, risky stuff. One other thing I've got my eye on. Lido and Rocket Pool, the liquid staking derivatives tokens. We talked about those uh, a few weeks ago, actually, before the new year on an earlier episode. Hopefully you listened to that and bought some because uh, these things are up a couple hundred percent <laughs> this year. Uh, I've been waiting for a pullback to, to get more. Um, I don't have as much as I would like. I don't like chasing a price like this. Lido's down, I think, 10% today. So hopefully uh, we get a little lower in that coin and I can accumulate a little bit more. Yeah, just to, to back, back to the Arbitrum trade, just want to close that out real quick. My Arbitrum portfolio right now, GMX, Dopex, Premium Finance, Magic, and Umami. That's kind of what I am focused on. And, and, and you know, I got, got my eye on a couple other things uh, down the road, but I d don't really feel comfortable uh, shilling them here. They're, they're a little too tiny. Uh, if you got anything else I should have my eye on, uh, by the way, you know, feel free to let me know 
uh, on Twitter or in the, uh, the Alfalfa Discord at alfalfapod.com. If you ever want to come there and, and chat crypto with me, we're, we're, we're talking about all this stuff uh, all the time. One more thing uh, before we move on to NFTs, I think is worth uh, noting. Last week, we talked about the, the potential for, for doing an app chain trade. The, the idea that um, you know, base layer protocols like, uh, like Ethereum are going to become less important in the future and that large applications um, such as Aave, uh, such as uh, Uniswap might just make their own chains and use a user will be using the, their own chain instead of like a, 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 using those apps on, on Ethereum. <laughs> one, one project I mentioned that I, I really wanted to accumulate, um, but I wasn't doing so yet, was uh, DYDX. DYDX is a uh, perpetuals app. It's a, the best place you can uh, leverage trade coins if you, uh, live, <laughs> you live in the US and uh, you're not able to get on any other uh, exchanges. Um, yeah, I've been wanting to acquire some DYDX because this this is a token that got a uh, really beat up down like 90, you know, one of these 97% uh, things and just going lower. I was waiting to accumulate it because uh, the token was scheduled to have a, an, an enormous unlock on the 2nd of February. And, and all throughout this year, I think we were slated to basically uh, triple the amount of DYDX tokens in circulation by uh, by midsummer. So... I didn't want to buy at a a dollar thirty or wherever we were at the time because uh, I, I didn't want to get dumped on by all of these uh, investors who were uh, unlocking. Turned out though that that's not happening anymore. Uh, yesterday, the uh, foundation announced that they are going to delay these unlocks until uh, December of this year, I think. So, uh, DYDX token absolutely uh, ripped on that news. I think we traded up thirty uh, percent in a in a single candle. <laughs> single daily candle pretty quickly and uh yeah i kind of kind of feel a little bummed on that one I feel like i uh i missed the boat this is this is a good example of a uh a trade where the the chart was really telling me to buy but i thought i knew something about the fundamentals but it turned out the fundamentals are often just already uh priced into the market and uh when we trade based off of them we uh <laughs> we kind of we we, we kind of get we kind of miss out so I don't know if we get a pullback in crypto, if I can get uh, this token back down, you know, below two dollars, you know, ideally around like the dollar 20 range. would love to uh, add it to my long term bags. Uh, for now, though, I am uh, sad and watching on the sidelines. All right. So tell me if this has ever happened to you. You're sitting at your desk, you're working. Uh, time goes by, you get very hungry, and then suddenly you realize you did no grocery shopping, you did meal prep, and so you whip out your phone, you call up DoorDash, and you get ready to order one of those uh, mediocre $32 bowls that arrives kind of cold and spilled out of the package. Uh, that's what I went to do the other day, and then I realized I had factor meals in my fridge. Uh, Factor is uh, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door, lets you skip the trip to the grocery store, of course, but also the, the chopping, the prepping, the cleaning up, all the stuff you hate to do that wastes your time if you're a busy individual uh, like me. Uh, Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat them up and enjoy. No matter what your lifestyle, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest with keto, calorie-smart, vegan and veggie, and protein-plus meals on the menu each and every week. Uh, they're prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. Each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. 
With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly meal options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 36 or more bites, smoothies, juices, and satisfying add-ons. Looking to cut back on takeout? Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper than takeout, but meals are ready quicker than restaurant delivery in just two minutes. Eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor because each meal is prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. You know that your Factor meal has all the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can even add a protein to select vegan and veggie meals each week. Get Factor and enjoy eating clean without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes. There really is no easier way to eat well. Achieve and maintain your goals this year with Factor. Get America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit and start saving time, eating well, and living your best year ever. Head over to factor75.com slash crypto60 and use code crypto60 to get 60% off your first box. That's basically free food, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't take that offer, I don't know what's wrong with you. Uh, once again, that's code crypto60 at factor75.com slash crypto60 to get 60% off your first box. I am going to be going over there right after I finish recording this ad read to order a new shipment for myself. All right. Well, that's enough coins talk, I guess, for one episode. Let's 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 shift gears a little bit to uh, to NFTs. We 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 had some 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 big news in the NFT space uh, on on Wednesday. It came out that uh, Kevin Rose, uh, you know, very notable tech guy, uh, founder of the Moonbirds NFT project, one of the more successful NFT projects um, of the last bull run, apparently got hacked. Uh, had his NFT wallet just just drained of you know, millions of dollars worth of not just NFTs, uh, but Ethereum kind of really hard to see. Um, we, we've talked a little bit on the show about how we need to make improvements in the, uh, the UX of crypto. It's just very difficult to use um, as a user. Um, it really is a minefield out there. And when you see somebody who's uh, supposed to be like a, a, you know, a high a tech guy, a developer, founder of a project, you know, somebody who is in the space um, when you see somebody like that getting exploited and and losing all their stuff it is it is a little bit demoralizing uh, uh, as a as a crypto investor because you're just like how are how are the normies ever going to to use this stuff if our uh, if our quote unquote founders uh, can't even use the tech right and it seems as though uh, nft users are some of the worst victims in general of crypto scams I think this partially because NFTs are one of the, the newer forms of crypto. People who've been around in the space since, you know, 2013, been playing with crypto when it was just Bitcoin. They, they never think of two about security. Uh, they've, you know, they've taken their lumps, right? But a lot of NFT people just came into the space and they, they, they may, not, may not know best practices for, for how to uh, protect themselves. So I, I just want to end this episode with a, just a, a few tips for you to make sure that you, you don't get wrecked using crypto. You don't get wrecked um, trading NFTs. Uh, there were some things that Kevin Rose uh, did here that could have been prevented that could definitely help you from uh, having something like this happen to you uh, in the future. So first, I want to comment on, on, on hardware wallets, right? So 
people imagine we're using um crypto on a computer right you, you sort of have a uh, two two options right you can use a like a like a browser or desktop wallet like the the, the wallet software exists like as a, a chrome extension or like an app on your computer or you can secure your crypto with a a hardware wallet. Uh, two really popular options for hardware wallets are Trezor or, or, or Ledgers. Um, basically, it just makes it so that when you sign a crypto transaction, um, your everything about your private keys, everything about the signature of that transaction, it's it's happening on a piece of hardware outside your computer. Like you're literally clicking a button on a physical device in your hand to sign the transaction. Uh, and not doing so on your computer. And this is like a great security feature because like it it protects you from having uh, any sort of like malicious software on the computer itself, right? Like we, we've had people get hacked because they downloaded viruses or whatnot. And those viruses were able to basically, you know, allow an attacker to, to penetrate their software wallets and, and take their funds. So Kevin Rose was using a hardware wallet. And if you're in crypto, you definitely should get and use a hardware wallet. Learn how to do that. That is like kind of rule number one. The problem with hardware wallets is that we, we make such a big deal of them in crypto to people that, that people use them. And then I think that they walk around thinking that they're safe and, and they're protected. Oh, I've got a hardware wallet. Now nothing can happen to me. And that's not true, right? Because the way Kevin Rose got get scammed here is he signed a malicious transaction right like he went to a website it asked him to sign a uh, a message which is you know how we sort of uh, do these transactions on ethereum you sign them you, you sign this with the private key um, on your hardware wallet um, but it doesn't matter if you have a software wallet it doesn't matter if you have a hardware wallet if you sign a malicious transaction you are basically like turning over everything you have to that contract that you just signed. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's signed on a software wallet or a hardware wallet. Hardware wallet will not protect you. So Kevin Rose signed this malicious transaction, effectively just sort of uh, bundled all of his NFTs together and, and sold them along with all of his ETH, uh, sent it all to like a, uh, the, the, the attacker's wallet and he basically lost, uh, lost everything there. And this has happened to a lot of people who interact with malicious uh, transactions and don't understand what is happening. So it's something you have to keep an eye on uh, for sure. Now, you may say to yourself, well, I don't know how to read uh, these messages that I'm signing. I, 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 it, this just seems like impossible to me. And to, to a degree, like I, I understand that. We, we are kind of producing some, some software finally that is going to show users what happens when they sign transactions. Uh, some of the existing wallet software we have is very bad. I think MetaMask, which is kind of like the standard wallet is, is, is very bad, has a very shitty user experience. I personally use a wallet called Rabby, uh, R-A-B-B-Y dot I-O. It's Dbank's wallet, much better user experience, user interface using it. It shows you what contracts you're interacting with. It shows you some previews of what's going to happen with your funds. So it kind of takes some steps to mitigate you hurting yourself. But even aside from transactions, uh, signing malicious transactions, as like an NFT user especially, right? NFTs, like you're, you're minting stuff, you're interacting with all these kind of contracts that you don't understand that can potentially harm you. So rule number one, or we'll call it rule number two, I guess rule number one is use a hardware wallet, right? But rule number two to kind of protect yourself in like worst case scenarios is to is to use a process um, that people call like siloing, right? 
where Kevin Rose went wrong is he had all of these NFTs, many of which he was probably not even planning on selling in a wallet that he was signing transactions with. And there's no reason to do this, right? When you buy NFTs, you should be sending Ethereum to a fresh wallet, right? You want to buy an NFT, you want to mint an NFT, you want to interact with a contract. Don't do it on an existing wallet you have that has a bunch of stuff on it, that has a bunch of money on it, right? Create a new wallet address. It's very easy to do. I'm using all of this browser software. Send Ethereum to the new wallet address. You interact with the contract on the, the, the new wallet. That way, if, God forbid, you do sign a malicious contract, all you lose is what's in the new wallet and everything in your old wallet is safe. If Kevin Rose had kept all of his NFTs in a separate address, uh, sent them all there in a sort of cold storage way, and then only interacted with these contracts on a fresh wallet, he would not have lost these NFTs, right? So please, 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 I'm begging you, if you're going to be an NFT enthusiast, an NFT collector, an NFT flipper, even if you're going to be somebody who uses DeFi and plays with coins and likes to interact with new protocols, think about what part of your portfolio is stuff that you just want to protect, right? Send all of that stuff to fresh wallets that have never signed any sort of contracts, that have never given the rights to spend coins to any sort of contracts. Leave them there. Segment off only the stuff that you want to play with that you're willing to lose into new wallet addresses, right? Keep the rest of your stuff safe. Use hardware wallets. Use the siloing process. Stay safe out there. We're probably, you know, another couple of years away from having like widespread a wallet software that is like idiot proof that we can all just kind of blindly use and not worry about protecting ourselves. Until then, this is the Wild West. Um, bad things can happen to you uh, if you're not aware of what you're doing. So make sure you're always aware of best safety practices, all these steps, and you know you will greatly reduce your risk of getting wrecked. All right, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that episode. Hope you enjoyed those safety tips. You have any questions, you know, feel free to hit me up in my Discord. Feel free to hit me up on my Twitter. Reminder, none of this is financial advice. I'm sharing what I am doing. I use pretty strict risk management techniques. I am not going to lose all my money trading. Some of the some of the plays I share today are very risky. There is a very high chance they will go to zero if they don't work out. So please, if you want to copy trade me, uh, do it responsibly. Do it with a small chunk of your bankroll and uh, ultimately be responsible for your own decisions. I'm just a guy on the internet telling you stuff about magic internet coins. All right. Thanks, everybody. I will see you next week with another great episode. Bye-bye. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.